Blog Talk Radio. Uh, hello, this is Focus on Albany, and I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest today is Mike Connors, and Mike is going to talk about widespread payroll abuses in Albany County. Hi, Mike. It was great seeing you today. So you you held a press conference, basically, for the people that weren't there. Kind of highlight what you talked about. Yes. Well, uh, we um, we actually certify the funds for payroll uh, to make sure that there's enough money to make, meet payroll every week. And my signature goes on the check. And for 15 years, right up until March of 2018, we had access to the time and attendance system so that we could track uh, people's work. We could track uh, whether they're there or not, uh, who punched them in and uh, do, look at the audit trail and really add access this is critically important to uh, the sanctity of the payroll. Well, we found out in March of 2018 that our access was blocked and that led to, um, you know, literally nine months of phone calls, emails, meetings, and, uh, and being blocked by the county attorney and by the commissioner of human resources to, to, to gain access to this, this information that we're entitled to have. So uh, in October of 2018, uh, we uh, notified the Department of Human Resources that uh, we were going to audit their department for time and attendance and look at the chrono system. So uh, another, you know, almost three months went by of negotiations and trying to haggle about this thing. And it got so bad that we actually had to go out and hire outside counsel. And uh, I hired, uh, Mike Koenig, who is a former head of white-collar crime prosecution for the Department of Justice in uh, Washington, D.C., and he's with the firm Hinckley, Allen, and uh, Snyder. So we, uh, we retained him in December, and uh, he worked on it, and uh, we, uh, we uh, negotiated with the county attorney, Dan Lynch, for about almost seven months trying to get access and back and forth. And, and, it, and it, uh, Chris Fenlon became uh, intimately involved in the, uh, the legal research back and forth. And we never got anything in writing that uh, verified or validated the, uh, uh, the position that the county took. So uh, hold on a second. I got to sneeze. I'm sorry. <coughs> God bless us all. I apologize. So, bless so, uh, so, so we had this, um, uh, you know, this deadlock, and we had to hire counsel to do that. And our counsel literally had to um, prepare a lawsuit in Article 78 and uh, go through this stuff with uh, the county attorney. And five minutes before we filed the lawsuit, the county attorney backed down and allowed us to regain access to the time and attendance system uh, that we'd had access to for 15 years and that the county charter uh, gives us access to. So mm-hmm. you might ask what really prompted this. Well, we had a number of um, department head, elected official types talk to us about problems that they perceived with time and attendance, uh, with people not showing up, with a seldom show, no show job, with um, people working on a political campaign in 2015, uh, and a whole host of allegations 
that we, uh, you know, you, you, you want to find out if there's any truth to it. So we try to get uh, the department heads and elected official that we dealt with to um, uh, come forward and be interviewed. And they all declined for fear of how it would affect their jobs. So they did give us the name of a person who did come forward and who did agree to be interviewed. And over a six or seven month period of time, and probably, I don't know, a dozen uh, interviews and calls and uh, uh, attempts to verify the allegations that this whistleblower had given us, we found that uh, they had uh, emails that verified an awful lot of uh, the allegations they made, and uh, that led us to uh, start trying to look deeply into the time and attendance system. And we feel that the uh, County executive and his administration were so concerned about what was going to be found there that they tried to block us from ever seeing it, hoping that my uh, term of office would expire uh, before we were able to gain access. But uh, due to the good work of our attorney, we uh, we gained access to this. Uh, our attorney suggested because of a, a number of issues that we retain uh, a forensic auditor who would be a from outside the system and objective, b who uh, has, you know, a national reputation, and C, more importantly, would be eligible and able to testify about what they found with whatever authorities um, finally deal with these allegations of wrongdoing. So uh, mm -hmm. they examined 12.2 million payroll records, and they found uh, roughly a, a dozen uh, uh, findings of, of problems, and uh, that's what we dealt with in the press conference today. So we actually found all this, what we believe to be wrongdoing and uh, uh, serious problems with the way payroll is being handled. Uh, that, that came as a direct result of this whistleblower coming forward and providing us with the documents. We're gonna be putting a, a document dump in next week of probably over a thousand emails and we have the the uh, forensic auditor's report, which is over 715 pages, and uh, you know our our uh, interim audit report. And you know this morning we dealt with uh, the obstruction by the county executive and his staff and his county attorney, and uh, laid the background to all of this. Uh, the bottom line is that we believe that uh, there are some issues that should be investigated about the the um, uh, about the, the political allegations, but. More seriously, we found that there was a huge breakdown in the use of the time and attendance system and that there were people uh, entering numerous uh, uh, entries for people who, uh, who had the ability to either use the swipe card or punch their four-digit number in to the Cronus system all over the county. And, and uh, there's some real violations there that we talked about. As you know, it's, it was a highly complicated topic, and we covered a lot of things. But simply put, you know, one of the more egregious situations is we had an employee being paid for 70 hours of work, but only working 35 hours. And uh, mm -hmm. that was confirmed by the county executive's uh, 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 council and uh, commissioner of human resources and uh, also by uh, uh, the, the a public relations person for the county executive. So we we found the documents, showed you at the press conference and everybody else that this person is in fact being paid 
from a ghost position. There's a position in the budget with $72,000 in it, and there's no employee in that position. And this per person we were talking about gets paid by the Department of Law, which, by the way, might have something to do with the reason the Department of Law blocked our audit, as long as they did. And they were paid 35 hours by the Department of Law, and then they were paid lump sum 35 more hours from the Department of uh, the Public Defender as a, uh, a pay called out-of-title pay. And this is a, a, a title that's not tracked and is very hard for anybody to ever figure it out. It doesn't enter in the overtime. And, for example, the person that we're talking about who also has a um, uh, section, what is it, 1112 or whatever it is, the, the 212, they have a waiver uh, to collect their pension and the, the, this full-time pay. This person uh, that got these double double pay, the two checks, or the two uh, uh, the paymounts, uh, their uh, open New York amount does not have the correct payroll in there because it was hidden in this ghost uh, this ghost employee line. There are about I guess seven or eight, maybe nine people who uh, have similar things, but nobody is egregious as this one person who is the the uh, private investigator for the county uh, executive. Uh, Another person who had uh, some of this ghost pay going to them was the deputy uh, county attorney. Uh, there's somebody in in the um, legislature and, uh, you know, half a dozen other people. But, you know, uh, it, it's, it's clear that there's some very serious problems that need to be cleaned up. And we're recommending that the legislature do several things. One, we're recommending that uh, they they meet jointly, the personnel and uh uh, audit and finance committee and go through with us for about an hour and a half, two hours, these technical aspects so that they can come to grips with what's going on. Because what's, what's being done here is it's uh, uh, sabotaging the, uh, the control of personnel costs or salaries, uh, stopping the legislature to find out what somebody's actually being paid. So for example, let's say a person they think is being paid 60,000 and is really getting 97,000 you know, that's, uh, that's certainly a real violation of any kind of uh, goodwill or any kind of uh, transparency in budgetary costs. And the legislature is totally unaware of this. So uh, we think that the legislature should uh, continue to study this. I've offered to uh, stay on and help uh, pro bono publico with them uh, understanding this information. And the second thing we recommended is that they look at uh, – uh, serious campaign finance so that countywide elected officials cannot accept uh, donations from employees. Uh, we'd like to see a policy passed that makes it clear that prohibits uh, campaign or election work on county uh, work time. We also believe that uh, we need to have the, uh, the uh, 1999 rules and regulations for Albany County employees updated. Uh, that, that manual has not been updated in 20 years. It's uh, very much out of date and doesn't deal with uh, the modern technology that uh, that exists today. So, uh, you know, we've got to clarify what the rules are. Yes, there's always going to be exceptions to rules, but if you do that, you've got to have a clear, auditable trail of why, who authorized it, and what the policy is to do that. And uh, so that, that was another one. And then there's a number of, um, uh, you know, very uh, arcane or uh, technical recommendations that would deal with payroll. For example, the people that are 
handling payroll and uh, verifying payroll. These people are being called payroll liaisons. They should not have authority over somebody's time and attendance that they do not see or does not physically visit uh, their place of work. Uh, that right now is going on with some of these political positions, and we don't believe that that's correct. And, and the outside uh, forensic auditors uh, noted that. We also believe that there's a situation where some of the uh, payroll liaisons were entering their own information manually instead of using the time clock, uh, you know, with a key punch or with the swipe. And how do you get people to actually follow the system if you're in charge of it and you're actually uh, running around uh, uh, the outside, skirting the uh, the rules on that as well. So uh, there's a number of these technical aspects that we think would really improve the uh, the operation of payroll and uh, protect uh, uh, the sanctity of, of of pay, so that the public knows people are actually performing uh, work and duties for the public uh, for the uh, for the pay they're receiving. So that's kind of a brief description of what we talked about. I apologize for going on for almost 15 minutes, but it is a complicated topic. So, you know, you're going to be retiring at the end of the month. Um, Not retiring. No, 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 I'm going to I'm stop you. I am, I am escaping or leaving public service, uh, but I will continue to work. So you will not be working in the, the uh, public sector anymore. Not this year, no. How can you be sure that all of this stuff that you just outlined, how do you how how can you be sure that they will be implemented? Well, there's no, even if I was here, you, there's no guarantee for the legislature to implement any of the recommendations or suggestions that we make on audits. Uh, however, I'm going to be around and I will be um, uh, publicly available to uh, encourage and. Uh, cheer on the legislature to make uh, the improvements that are necessary. Okay. So you've been in, in in this position for how many years now, Mike? 23 years, 11 months, and uh, almost 19 days. So you, I'm sure that you've enjoyed it, right? Oh, I love it. I, I believe I have the best job in uh, local or, or state government in the Albany County uh, region. It's uh it's a tremendously uh, uh, exciting work for me uh, because of the amount of you're dealing with accounting, auditing, and uh, borrowing and, and management of debt service. So, you know, we, uh, our office, with a lot of work from really good people in my office, uh, we've saved the county taxpayers probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 or $80 million in interest and principal payments by some real aggressive management of our debt service. Uh, the auditors uh, save millions of dollars every year on claims that they reject uh, or find that are not properly paid. Uh, we've increased the amount of revenue the county receives by almost uh, $5 million on uh, hotel, motel, bed tax audits. The, uh, uh, some of the widely uh, noticed issues where we weighed in on uh, you know, trying to transship nursing home residents out of state, we were at the lead uh, fighting that. And uh, that was a, a very successful, worthwhile effort. We led the charge to make sure we kept the nursing home open, which we were successful on that. And uh, we had, you know, literally hundreds of situations where we were able to help constituents or residents uh, of the county uh, get services uh, that they were not getting or get help for things they needed help with. So 
you know, that's a tremendously rewarding effort, uh, and it's a great thing to do. You know, we also uh, we we did some great things about uh, energy and trying to green the the county. Uh, we were very active in fighting uh, uh, gas price gouging during the uh, the middle uh, 2000s, 2004 through 2006. Uh, we led the charge on Medicaid reform. Uh, we've had some uh, some major successes in uh, some of the other operational things that go on in the county. Uh, we instituted the first integrated financial software package in the county. We went from uh, a system that was using uh, literally, um, you know, pencils, pens, uh, and uh, uh, making entries in in journal entries manually instead of an automated system. Now the automated system is available to the county, real uh, live on-time uh, information available to everybody at the same time. So we're very proud of that and the office people that did that. So there's been a lot of really great things that, that the people in this office accomplished, and I was lucky enough to be the leader during that 24-year period of time. I know that you come from a political family, and something you mentioned this morning was pretty disturbing. You said of not, out of 39 seats that were up for election, only 12 were contested races. How do That's you get correct. people involved? How do you get people involved in politics so antics like what you're talking about will not happen again? I think that I think the key to this is to get more people to run for office, uh, particularly young people. Uh, you know, I, I talked about term limits when I was a county legislator before I was elected controller, and uh, you know, it's pretty ironic. I've been here more years than any other chief fiscal officer since 1683. So you wow. think about it. Uh, you know, we're, we're approaching uh, 335 years. Uh, of county history, and, and I'm the longest tenured person. So, I mean, that's been good for me, but I think the county's better served if you have turnover. I think 12 years is enough for any countywide elected official. But uh, that, that was not to, to take place. Uh, I think you also need to have um, more discussion uh, about fixing uh, things that are not operating well. I, I, I'm very upset that the county hasn't done uh, enough, I believe, to try and break the cycle of poverty. I think we're doing the same kinds of things since uh, um, President Johnson started uh, the Great Society in uh, 1965. And I think what we're doing is not working. Uh, we, we, we did a study and documented and showed that the county spent over $2 billion on quote unquote fighting poverty in a 30 year period of time. And the numerical result of that $2 billion was we went from 25,000 people at or below the federal poverty guideline to almost 40,000. That's an increase of over 50%. Uh, clearly, what we're doing isn't working. We need to do more to support families and, and to support people who, uh, you know, are, are, uh, who are permanently poor. I think it's been a, a poorly operated uh, effort by the federal and state and lo local governments uh, for quite some time, but it's very hard to get people to talk about changing anything. So uh, I think that the opportunities for people to do waiver programs, demonstration grant projects, there's all kinds of things we could be doing that we're not doing. Uh, but to get people back in to run for office, I think that uh, well, you know we 
we need to encourage people that you're involved in this uh, because you have an opportunity to help people, number one. Number two, you're, you're providing part of your civic duty, and uh, we all owe something back to this great country, and more people need to run. I think the third piece is that the big missing link right now is that the business community will not run for office. And I think that's a huge problem. One of the reasons why you get some of these uh, poorly considered uh, uh, um, issues being pushed with uh, uh, the fervor of the committed, uh, but not realizing what, what the actual outcome is going to be. Um, I think that if the business community had more people running for office, I think we'd have some uh, some better outcomes. Yeah, unfortunately, people think that they write a check, make a donation, that they've done their job. But I think the community, uh, particularly the business community, uh, have got to step up to the plate and start running for office. So, you know, that's something I'll be talking to people about as a private citizen. And I think people listen more to you as a private citizen about that than they would to you as an elected official. So in our final moments of this broadcast, um, what what what's your what's your final words in this last week and a half that you, you're still the county controller? What's your final words to the people listening to this? Why why is it important for people to understand what you do? Well, I, I, first of all, it's your money. Uh, we're spending your money. It's not federal government's money. It's not the state government's money. It's not the county's money. It's your money. So that's the first reason. The second thing is that public service is an ennobling opportunity. It's a great way to serve our our, our fellow people of, of uh, our community. Uh, it's a it's a great opportunity for you uh, to make things better in this in this county. Uh, I think that uh, it, it, as I said, it's an ennobling practice, and I think it's something that. Uh, people should really uh, avail themselves of that opportunity to do that. You should not have 24 county legislators run without opposition. That's just wrong, in my opinion. I will say finally that, you know, I I, uh, was very lucky in the private sector, and I'm going back to the private sector. Uh, I kind of did it. uh, I I came into government with money, and I leave government service uh, poor, but I'm going to go back and make some money. Uh, but I will tell you this, that, that there are things that we've been able to achieve as part of a team here uh, that make your heart glad and, uh, you know, stopping somebody from being shipped to Framingham to get uh, dialysis when it can be done in Albany. Uh, you know, lots of little things like that. Helping a widow get the workers' comp benefits that the employee deserves who fell off the roof of this building. Uh, there's a thousand of these little examples that I'm looking forward to writing about over the next two years. Uh, that will we'll just show you how important it is to be involved and to uh, uh, have the public uh, benefit from your time and your service in, in public service. So uh, I'm hopeful that people will ignore some of uh, the shenanigans and nonsense going on at the state level or the federal level and focus on, well, what can make this county even stronger than it already is. We are blessed to live in Albany County, and it's a great place and great opportunities. And if you're listening at all, uh, please investigate opportunities to run for. The most important job is school uh, district, you know, the school boards and uh, your local governments and library boards. Those are critically important things, 
and hopefully more people will be running for office over the next several years. Thank you, Mike. Good luck on your transition into the private sector again. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to And I hope you and I will stay in touch and have conversations, that, and maybe, maybe you might want to come on Focus on Albany as a private citizen. You think you might? I would love to. No, I would love to. Uh, I did a lot of this when I, uh, you know, as I was an insurance agent, I went through the chairs and became the youngest state president of the professional insurance agents in the country and was lucky enough to do uh, some educational work uh, for the industry. So, uh, you know, I, I had uh, some great opportunities, got a chance to talk about things in public, and uh, I'm more than willing to come in and talk to you about insurance or about uh, local government and uh, or accounting or auditing and any of those things, and particularly on debt service management. So, uh, you know, we'll... Um, I'll be around, and you know, if you if, if you're bored and you have nobody else to go on the show, please don't hesitate to call. Okay, you have been listening to outgoing uh, Albany County Controller Mike Connors. So, if you like the show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes. If you have a comment about the show, hashtag Focus on Albany. Mike, thank you so much. Have a wonderful new year, and I'm glad you're doing okay. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you.